Welcome to the biggest solution in the universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Poor Sean, who nobody can spell his name correctly. Everyone in the comments is an idiot. You have misspelled Sean's name every possible misspelling that there is. S-H-A-W-N. S-H-A-U-N. C-I-A-N. I saw that, I think. Yeah. No. No, I didn't. No, S-H- you can spell it S-H-A-W-N. I well, mean, not, not mine. Not but. yours. It's not your name. And you know what's what's weird, too, is that we consistently spell it correctly. Dick, am I spelling it wrong in the in the posts? In the, no. The episode? I'm not, right? No, I got an email, though, uh, regarding Maddox spelled M-A-T-T-I-X Ma- or something like that. Matics. So it's catching on. Oh, he, spe- he misspelled he my name? name wrong. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. You can't. It's in the URL for my website. <laughs> What are you going to, matix.xmission.com? I don't know. Douche. I think people are getting less and less detail-oriented. Yeah. Like yeah. They, just, they don't pay attention to the little shit. Is that a problem, Sean? It sounds like a big are problem, Sean. Are you bringing Sean? another problem? <laughs> <laughs> less and less detail-oriented? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yes. Uh, Dick, last episode, polio. The last bonus episode, polio was the only solution that we brought in, that you brought in, I guess, that uh, that ranked in the positive territory. Everybody thought that riots, dumb people, and especially that horseshit Apple Watch hmm. were problems. Voted in the negative territory. <sighs> I got a comment from Charles Jackson Fairchild. He says, it says solutions, but they look like problems, especially the Apple Watch. And you know, Dick, I've been waiting a month. To bring in this shit, because Jesus immediately Christ. after we recorded that episode, uh-huh. because that was the, uh, the same, I believe the same week where we talked about bachelor parties. Yes. I went to a bachelor party. Oh. And I would say about four or five of the guys there had the new Apple Watch, because they're all Apple fanboys. You know? Well, Heads right. shoved firmly up their asses. Up so Steve Jobs' ass. Yeah. Yeah. So they can check, and maybe, who knows, maybe they have Apple Watches up there, too. Maybe that's what they're checking at the yeah. time. All these fucking idiots were walking around like Dick Tracy all weekend, <laughs> looking at their watch and trying to talk into their watch with that shitty speech recognition, which is worse than the iPhone. Oh, uh, all day long, all I heard was, navigate to Sunset Cafe. Go to Sunset Cafe. Map of Sunset Cafe. Sunset Cafe. Sunset, it just over and over, and then finally, out of frustration, people will take out their phones from their pocket and just type in Sunset Cafe, just like a normal fucking person would. Hey, look, man, I it was a theory, all right? Yeah. I, I spelled out what my theory was. I yeah. thought it would help. You know, mm-hmm. the good people at Apple, maybe they oh. thought maybe they thought that was it. They were fixing a problem too. Yeah, and we'll see if it works out. Yeah, they're you know, fixing have, a problem of not having enough funds in their bank account. You, you throw it at the wall, you see what sticks, Maddox. Sure, that's how progress is made. Hey, speaking of Dick Tracy, somebody sent in a a picture <laughs> of me. Apparently, I was on Dick Tracy. Do you guys I see saw that? this. This is the funniest thing. Does uh, that it, look like me? It looks exactly like you, Dick. It's a picture of of uh, what's his name, Tiny Face from Dick Tracy. I think it was. It was a tiny face. I thought it was a big balls guy. Nope, tiny face. Oh. Tiny face, small pecker. I uh, I think is his name. Um, <laughs> Here's a voicemail about last month. Hey guys, Samuel Jackson here. We're big fans. Uh, I just like to say, uh, Maddox, you got the wrong show. You brought in uh, two fucking really big problems. Yeah. Thought this was a show for solutions. Um, I look forward to hearing your solutions next month. Uh, 
the Holocaust because it helped with overpopulation and uh, <laughs> 9-11 because now we have a shitty museum in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got too cute last last bonus episode. You think so? Yeah, we too brought cute. in, you know, like when you, when you have this idea, you're like, oh, this will be a real good twist. Like, look, we brought in all these things that seem like problems, and we're going to try to flip the script and make them seem like solutions. Yeah. And we both did that independently, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. And then it kind of, I think it backfired a little bit. You know, I got some comments from that episode from people who have been longtime fans of the show, and they said that was our best solutions episode yet. Uh, oh. Believe it or not. Yeah, people really liked that episode. They said it wasn't as funny. And I, that's, I think you and I, after we recorded that episode, we both felt a little deflated because it wasn't one of our funnier episodes. But we, but uh, I, I had some people who, who commented. They said, genuinely they thought that we both made good points during that episode huh. i even got a comment from alexander canterbury he says he first at first he says uh guys you brought in your problems to the wrong show yeah. then he says edit now having listened to it polio and dumb people have good points but i think that maybe the cons may outweigh the pros but uh yeah a lot of people went back and forth about that they said that at a glance these look like problems but then once they listen to the episode the biggest problem with that episode was that was where the whole broken window fallacy shit started mm. and continued for a month. I think that that, uh, that actually started in the 1800s, <laughs> where it belongs. A relic of a theory. Oh, shut up. Archaic shithead. Bastiat, 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 Bastard. I got a comment from, remember we were talking about the, um, the atomic bomb and how it did not end World War II? That was my position. That was your position, That yes. was my crazy conspiracy position, And, and, and right? to your credit, Dick, I looked online. I, afterwards, I thought, well, am I an idiot here? Am I wrong? And I just looked online for You don't uh, have to be an idiot to be wrong. You could just be wrong. You could be a smart guy, but you're totally wrong. Good point. I agree. So I looked online. I thought, am I, am I totally off base here? Is this one of those things that I'm just completely misinformed? Is it U.S. government propaganda? And I looked everywhere, and I couldn't find people corroborating other than, like, conspiracy theory websites. Okay. People corroborating your point of view. I got an email from uh, Campbell Tyson. Hey, hey, Dick, I was listening to the most recent Solutions episode with my Japanese wife. She agreed with you on how Japan was definitely going to surrender <laughs> before the bombs were dropped. Yeah. The general belief across Japan is that Japan had already surrendered before the bombs were dropped. Uh-huh. At the risk of sounding like Jesse Ventura, I'll say every nation rewrites history. <laughs> Uh, but America had no... No, people were saying that the only yeah. reason... Uh, here we go. Syrian Clark says... Um, uh, no, 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 no. Let me find a good one. Go ahead. Somebody somebody was saying I, that... I, I looked everywhere online for for information that corroborated that point of view that uh, that Japanese wife and you said that Japan had already surrendered and that uh, the bomb was dropped out of malice or whatever. I looked everywhere online. The only website I could find was a, a website that was uh, on Anonymous. It was like anonymous.to or .cz or some like Czech website or something like that. And it was yeah. a quote that was taken. There's no source for it. It just says uh, Japan had already surrendered, but... But then every other history book and every other history text that I looked at said they hadn't, and that they uh, that that was the catalyst for them surrendering. Well, not that they were had already surrendered, but they they were going to. Well, going to and doing it are two different things. They did it after the bomb was dropped. Uh, after you, the second one, yeah. publicly, Hirohito addressed the people after Nagasaki. Right. But I yeah. don't know if they had surrendered, you know, quote they, unquote, they in hadn't. private. You they, know, hadn't, the, they hadn't. They hadn't surrendered. No, they in hadn't private. surrendered yet. But everybody else was gone. The Soviet Union turns around and says, "Hey, Japan, now we're going to fuck with you as well." What do you think about that? They had lost all their territories in China. Yeah, but the thing you don't understand about uh, about the, I love when you start the, sentences the culture. like this, <laughs> bro. Listen, yeah, the, the thing, thing you know, I don't un- please mansplain it to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you, have you ever been to an Asian country? 
no. I, I have. I've spent a, a significant amount of time there. Does Koreatown count? Koreatown does not count. I'm oh. gonna give, does I'm Pasadena gonna... count? I'm pretty sure that's <clears throat> no, predominantly Asian. No, no dickhead. Asian. But the, in many Asian cultures... I they... fucked the girl sideways. Does that count? Okay. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you, <laughs> maybe you will be bringing the Holocaust in as a solution. <laughs> You and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> uh, right. In many Asian cultures, they believe they believe in saving face, and saving face is more important than almost anything. They will they will die rather than lose face. Uh. So, um, without the d- atomic bomb being dropped on Japan, the emperor having having uh, conceded a, a loss, first yeah. of all, is unprecedented. And uh-huh. the emperor at the time hadn't even been seen by most Japanese people. Yeah. So this was a huge thing, a huge thing he had to swallow, and he he had to realize like, okay. We, if if we believe what the Americans are saying, they have eleven more bombs. They're going to drop on our cities. We have to take a long, hard look at ourselves and concede. Okay, here's my here's my here's my what if. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What if we wanted to strike fear into the hearts of our allies? Uh, we looked at the okay. Soviet Union and we said, "Hey, you guys better check yourselves because after this is done, we still got eleven more of these." Well, I think that was part of it. I think that's, I think a that's a big been documented part of it. where it was like, yeah, hey, show your military might to the rest of the world. It's a nice byproduct, yeah. I think, is how it's put. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I got a comment from Lewis John. He says, Maddox, did you edit this to make Dick sound like more of an imbecile than usual? Like someone who consistently fuck? fails to comprehend that morality isn't a binary good versus bad system in which all bad things are of equal weight. Like someone who can't even begin to grasp that the lesser of two evils is a concept that exists, or is he just a fucking moron? Lewis John, what do you think, Dick? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What Did he just get out of his first day at uh, Philosophy 101? <laughs> it sounded like you added that last no. part. Yeah. <laughs> what? You I, that I add nothing. That, it's just a copy and paste. Morality isn't binary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and by the way, he's, uh, this is his occupation. He says he's a goddamn sand wizard, workers of miracles, doer of things at MAD. <sighs> I love on the Facebook comments reading what they do, yeah. reading what commenters do, because there will be like a two-page thing about how stupid I am and how, uh-huh. how I don't understand. And then it's like, freshman physics at like SUNY University. Yep. Like, <laughs> Why am I? I'm getting shit from an 18-year-old. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. Um, I got another comment. Remember, I was saying that a lot of people like this episode, the uh, last bonus episode. Uh, I got one yes. from Alex Dubinard Miguel. Miguel, she says, "I actually thought both of you made great arguments for all your solutions this week. I don't know. Maybe most people commenting are part of the dumb people. Could be." Uh, speaking of, well, I got an apology from uh, even Evan Weeb. You remember how I busted that demolition man boob myth? Yeah. Well, he, he sent an apology. Hey, hey, Dick, I usually pride myself on my boob-related pop culture, but I have to give it to you this time. I think I watched it on TV and the boobs were cut out. Oh, uh, okay. And that, that explains it. Yeah. Someone, com- someone posted a link in the comments on the Last of Solutions episode to the boob shot. I brought from- it. From you brought it, yeah, yeah, uh, great. See, oh, awesome. Oh my god, that was so worth the two minute setup, Dick. Thank you. Kind of dis- like I'm disappointed. Yeah, I remember is- these boobs being spectacular. That's because man. you were a fucking 14 year old kid and you hadn't seen boobs before. It was exciting. Oh, I had seen boobs before. Yeah, it's like high school sex, it sucks. Um, I, I just, I, I got more on the Apple Watch, Dick. I forgot to mention this. <laughs> oh, I was doing more research. It doesn't, do you know, it doesn't work well with people with hairy arms. It doesn't work. The sensors don't work. And Good. then it, it doesn't Go back work. to the zoo, you gorillas. <laughs> okay. I, that's hate. That's hate speech yeah, right there. Sure is. Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't work with tattoos. doesn't work well with tattoos. Apple forces you to install an Apple Watch ad in iOS 8.2 that shows a bunch of videos showcasing what the Apple Watch can do that you can't delete. Did you know that? I Apple did that, that horse shit again. First, the U2 song, and yeah. now you have Apple Watch ads in your iPhone. Garbage. Uh, I, you know, the fans have spoken. It's clearly a, a problem. And one of the biggest complaints I'm finding, people are saying that the battery keeps draining and dying immediately. It dies within uh, in under a day, which means you can't even use the use it for a watch. You can't look at the time, and it takes 7 to 10 seconds to open up apps, including the weather. Well, I'll be honest with you. I could never trade my Omega in for a computer. I just couldn't. I wouldn't do it. Your Omega? My Omega watch. What is that? It's my watch. It's a beautiful watch. Omega's the brand. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's James what, Bond's and, watch, or the new James Bond. And what does it, Rolex. it What does it do? Just tell the time? Uh, it, no, it does two things. It tells the time, and it, uh, it lures bitches over. Oh, okay. It's really a remarkable uh, timepiece in that it can do both of those things. Uh-huh. Because they walk up to you, and, and, and then we'll say, like, oh, nice watch. Peacocking. I really like your watch. More peacocking. Maddox, yeah, I'm a, I'm a man. You gotta you gotta mix it up, baby. Okay. You gotta get out there and show off that plumage, man. Uh, Don't be ashamed of that. No, you gotta that, you gotta spend money to make money. That's uh, that's pickup artist 101, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, Dick. Let, should we get to the solutions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I got, I got one more comment. That's pretty funny. Somebody sent in a picture of what your wife would look like in the Oculus Rift. Oh, great. You want to see it? Yeah. She better be hot. Well, she better look like me. It's a picture of Maddox in a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what a babe. Oh, man, I'd do that babe sideways. It's For some me- reason, why were you wearing a wedding dress? Oh, it's because uh, this bridal website sent me, uh, they sent me some spam a while back asking if I wanted to review uh, some wedding gowns. And I said, have you seen my website? And they said, yes, we love all your material on your website. And I said, <laughs> okay, send me the the wedding veil, idiots. Uh, I'll, I'll review it. So I, I bought a wedding dress. There's a whole to-do. I did a video about it. All right. Uh, do you want to go... First, you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead? All right, I'm gonna go first. Start us off. My first solution, and it's a real solution this time, is the corporation. The corp- the idea of the corporation, the invention of the corporation. Okay. You know you know what a corporation is. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. It's a it's a it's an entity, a legal entity that allows people to do amazing things. Oh, I Maddox. guess. Sure. It allows people to to furnish the world with all these technological wonderments oh. that we take for granted. Sure. It allows people to to explore the world. Like uh like what would you say would can we say thanks for corporations for uh, Ev- everything. Ev- everything around you. Like, I was going to bring in something like, you know, planes like or, penicillin maybe. Uh yeah. <laughs> Sure. Nope. That's what. <laughs> nope. uh, absolutely. Nope, wrong. It was it was invented, but how do you get penicillin everywhere? A corporation brings it to you. Or NGOs. MG, what's an N- NGO? NGO? Non-government organizations. Non-profits. The guy who a non-profit invented- non-profit is a yeah. corporation. No. Yes, it is. It's a 501c. That's, that's, not, that's not a traditional corporation. It's not a profit, for-profit corporation. That doesn't matter. It's oh. still a corporation. So the you're point saying of, even charities are corporations. Of course they are. Okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's the idea uh-huh. that you can engage in a business venture with your fellow man and not be hanged if you screw up. Uh, that's a that's a great thing. It's oh. responsible for for all of civilization. So you're saying limited liability that is entailed with corporations is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. It's essential. Okay. It's essential for progress. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's essential, but it's important. I'll well, give you that. Well, without it, 
without it. Let's say you, uh, let's say you're doing a podcast, yeah, and somebody says like a bunch of horrible, insensitive things, yeah. They could come over and say, you know what, you're guilty too. Actually, we're going to hang the both of you. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I started doing this because corporations get shit on a lot. Yeah. Obviously, right. especially on the internet. And I started typing in some like stupid research, like our corporations bad or corporations good. And I find these dumb polls online uh-huh. where people vote, are corporations bad or good? They are all split right down the middle, 50-50. Huh. 50-50, corporations are bad. Our corporations are good. The things, the, thing that lets, the things that are responsible for computers and the internet, the thing that you're typing this on, planes, TVs, cell phones, yeah. everything. But those aren't necessarily, those aren't, look, corporations aren't people, and they don't, and I'm not talking about the legal definition of a person for legal purposes of a corporation. They're not people, they are not innovators. They may, what what they do a lot of times, they hire people, and then they absorb their patents, they absorb their ingenuity, and they take credit for those people's, uh, those people's hard work. Well, like, for example, for it. Apple, Apple's a great example. Oh. Um, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs hasn't invented jack shit. All Steve Jobs did, first of all, he's a great marketer, but he's also good at picking out devices that his underlings developed. When he died, they listed all these articles about Steve Jobs and all the different patents that he had his name on, but every single one of those patents has another name on it, and it's sure. the engineer who actually developed it. So so are you upset by that? Well, yeah, otherwise, because that engineer would have had, he would have had to do that work for free with no funding. Or, or he could have done that work on his own and not been beholden to a corporation that took credit and that corporation's name is valuable now. That engineer's name, I can't even fucking remember. See, I knew bringing this in was a good idea precisely because of that 50-50 split. Yeah. I had a feeling you would be on the wrong side of this one. Well, Dick, why do you think, I mean, 50% is a significant amount of our population. Why do you think that 50% of people think corporations are bad? Why do you think that? Because they're dumb. They're dumb. That's the dumb half of the bell okay. curve. Yeah. All right. 50% of people are dumb. Well. 50% are smart. No. They're on the right side. No. 50% are dumb. Dick. That's co- That's a fucking curve. If you're in the middle, you're uh, there's nobody in the middle. Everybody's either on the fifty dumb side, fifty percent dumb side, or the fifty percent smart side. Dick, I, I'm gonna bring. It, I have a comment from a, a fan. He says, "Is Lewis John?" He says, uh, "Maddox, did you edit to make this dick sound like more of an imbecile than usual? Because he thinks that there's some kind of like binary good versus bad system." That, I literally just read that comment at the start of this episode, Dick. So what are you saying? What do you mean? You are saying that there's a binary dumb or smart. It's not. There's less smart or less dumb. There's more dumb, more smart. It's not binary. It's not like fifty percent of people are dumb. It's not. You. You. Yeah. It's pass fail. It's, no. That's an F. If no. you got an F, you failed the smarts. No, if there's you got degrees. a D or above. There are degrees of F. There's F plus, there's F minus. Haven't you read my book? <laughs> <laughs> the corporation limits your liability. It's also, it's a way for society to evolve. Uh, Think about uh, this. Okay. A newer corporation comes along with a better way of doing something, uh-huh. more efficient way of doing something. The other entity dies off. It's great. We, we're, you can't do that without a corporation. I'm not sure that that's necessarily evolution, and I'm not sure that that's a good thing. You're, you're, assuming, you're assuming that just because a corporation exists, because a corporation outlasted another corporation, that the one who survived is necessarily the best. Sometimes the one who more survives— More efficient. More efficient. Or brutal. Or inconsiderate well, of human rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fox, fo- what's that? Uh, Foxconn, whatever? The one that makes all the uh, gadgets that we use Hey, so stop China? buying from them. 
Well, who's the brutal one now? No, but I'm I'm saying that their existence isn't because they're necessarily the best. It's just because they are the most brutal. They're the ones who who are the most cutthroat. Well, I'll I'll, I'll give you this. It is in China. Yeah, like they, there's a lot of jiggery pokery going on there. <laughs> Okay. That make that makes competition unfair. But, you know what I mean? Uh, but, like an upstart can't make a better cell phone in China. The government will crush them. Yeah, because Foxconn's just way too powerful. Right. But you can do that here, like Uber. Uber's driven in like four years. Uber has decimated taxi cabs. There are like forty percent of rides yeah. done in the U.S. now. Yeah, that's a corporation. Well, thank you, corporation, for that. Okay, Maddox. Yeah, because co- co- a corporation sat around thinking a day and night, like, how can I make this? If how you can I solve this problem? If you didn't have a corporation, you couldn't do that because everybody would be liable for everything. But they still are, Dick. And I think that liability ensures that people will not be fuck-ups, and they will try to make the safest product, a product that's not going to screw over the consumers. People are scared. I think so you lawsuits- think fear is a good motivator for safety? Yes, sometimes. I don't. I, I disagree. I think it makes you panicky and jittery and more prone to error. Uh, well, that's that's all. That can also possibly be the case. But I think that a lot of times, fear of the bad repercussion, like that a customer is going to come sue you, will make sure that someone uh, working at the factory line is isn't going to fuck up and he's going to put poison in your food or your baby <laughs> formula or whatever it is. Right? I don't know. I think they're already putting poison in that. Well, maybe. But the the guy on the factory line, like, what incentive is there other than lawsuits? If it protects, to what? if if we, what incentive is there for people to not fuck up and not to take advantage and not to exploit the citizens and consumers if there weren't lawsuits? That's a pessimistic way of looking at things, though, don't well, you think? Oh, I, pessimistic or optimistic is like, irrelevant. Well, I'm, I'm um, asking you, what incentive do cor- do people have to not to to do the right thing without lawsuits? Yeah, but you're framing it in a way that's pessimistic at its core. Like yeah, the uh, I agree, it is. Another, it is pessimistic. So that's like saying. Like, religious people will always say, what's the incentive not to kill and murder without God? And, yeah. like, an, an answer to that is, like, I didn't want to do that in the first place because right, I'm a human being. But what you're saying is, what's to stop people from doing bad things without the threat of a lawsuit? And I'm saying, you know, um, doing bad things is rarely the way to maximize profits, in my opinion. Like, people don't always just want to do bad things to squeeze out that last penny. Yeah, that's that's true. They don't always. But uh, again, um, if you don't have that incentive there, if you don't have that club as a th- as you know, you know, your example, we're getting into some heavy philosophical stuff. But that uh-huh. example that you gave about, uh, you know, uh, Christians or people who are religious say, well, without the fear of God sending you to hell with eternal damnation, what's stopping anyone from doing anything? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's not necessarily a, a good argument, because I think that uh, that evolutionarily speaking, we right. have we have a benefit to doing things that are conducive toward toward society. Yeah, right? we're all pussies. All the pussies evolved. We uh, all survived. We love each other. It's like yeah. evolution. That's that's actually a good point. Yeah. That, that is evolution. Yeah. It's not it's not survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest is not evolution. You know that? Well, the most but that's the mechanism. That's the mechanism, correct, yeah. Sean? It is right. not but it is not the same thing because survival of the fittest is is uh, one mechanism with which evolution can occur, but evolution can also occur by people being uh, cooperative and people being meek, not necessarily the strongest, fittest, or fastest, sure. but people who are social and people who engage in social behavior that, that is conducive to all of society. So that's another mechanism with which um, uh, evolution can occur. I think you're Back proving to my corporations. point. Saying that's what, that's what a corporation is made out of. These people who evolved with, the, with this mindset and these sensibilities. No, I, I disagree. So who do you think runs r- run them? You have a corporation. Right. You run a corporation. Right. Are you a bad guy? No. 
Well, then where's the switch? Well, some, what corp- some corporations are good. Some corporations are bad. I think that the corporations that are bad, first of all, the larger they become, the more faceless they become, the less accountable people become, and the more harm that they can do. And they can just kind of, you know. So it's necessarily size. As it gets bigger, it gets more harmful, you think? No, not necessarily. Well, okay. It, Is there I, some kind of correlation in your idea or in your mind? No. No. no, I don't think so. I don't right. think so. All right. No, no. Well, Dick, I, I'm trying to. You, I know you like to sweep it with uh, paint with a large. I just want to get an idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, when do you think the switch is? You, good guy, yeah. too good, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Uh, run a corporation. When does it go from being a good guy to a bad guy? It goes from being a good guy to a bad guy when they put profits above people. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example. At my old job at the telemarketing company, that was a brutal... They're going to get emails about that. Good. Good. Because it was a shit company, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Um, and even though I worked for them for years and years, I, you know, again, some good can come out of some, something bad or evil, uh, wow. but you know, uh, uh, it helped... It helped uh, fund my entire website for years and put me through college. Like, I worked, and I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't have that job that, that uh, supported me, right? Uh-huh. There was some good there. And, and most of the people I worked there with were, were awesome. But the people at the very top, that like the guy who owned the company, ran the company, ran it with an iron fist, and he didn't give a fuck. He would fire people a week before Christmas. Uh-huh. He hired this guy. This guy um, uh, was loved in our department, and he had a family, and he planned this Christmas trip for his family, and he was happy because they lured him from another job to come to work at this uh, at this corporation. And what they did is they chopped him; they let him go a, a month uh, a month before some some bonus that they had to pay out because they thought, well, it's cheaper just to hire someone else, so they don't, they don't have to pay out that bonus. Yeah. And he had already started digging a pool, right? This is Clark Griswold we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another example, uh, another corporation. I mean, are you giving examples of, like, dickhead bosses? No, it's not just dickhead bosses. I'm talking about the corporations themselves. Another one, uh, another call center opened up. This was in Canada. Or actually, it was in Washington. They opened up a call center. Yeah. They hired all these people, these telemarketers, right? They said, or and customer service workers. They uh, they do call support, you know, service service calls. Anytime you call tech support, you're, these are the people you're talking to. Yeah. They say we're going to pay you a starting wage of seven dollars an hour. This was like in the nineties, seven dollars an hour. Then after three months, That's a lot. After three months, we're going to give everybody a new wage of nine fifty an hour. And everybody thought, well, that's great. We're going to quit our jobs now, and we're going to hang on for three months. Guess what happened at two months and two weeks in? They shut down the facility, opened up in Canada, did the same con, did the same scam, and then once that was done, they they closed up shop there. They just open up shops and and they See, lure I think people. In, in your mind, you associate that with a corporation. Yeah, but in the real world, the entity, the legal entity, the purpose of this of this uh, idea has nothing to do with these people being scam artists and assholes. And that's what troubles me. It's that 50% of people in these online surveys are associating bad behavior with this legal entity that is built to let them do business, to let them live their lives. That's, and that's what bugs me. The, these guys that you're talking about, the, this entity of a corporation lets you take them on in a marketplace and run them out of town. It's a great thing. Very powerful, very powerful invention that we put together. Yeah, I don't know about that, Dick. You haven't made the case. Like, why why are the things that you're saying we owe to corporations only due to corporations? Well, what do you mean? Well, what are you saying is the benefit of a corporation? 
I uh, what else you mean? The liability. What do you think? What What would you say the two biggest the two biggest benefits of a corporation are? Um, Limited liability. Okay. Efficiency and Uh evolution of uh, of ideas. Mm -hmm. Shareholder input. That's another big one. Okay. Like a voting system that's uh, Uh dependent on 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 how much how much you're literally invested All right. in something. Okay, let's stop there. So number one, you said that it was limited liability. Yeah. Number two, you said that it was the evolution of ideas. Yeah. That's a big maybe. Maybe. And then number three is shareholders, right? Shareholder input? Yeah. I'll tell you why, specifically starting with number three, it, it's a bad idea. Because shareholders don't give a fuck about anything except their bottom line. They will, if but you- But there are people like you and me. Yeah, I know, but people like you and me, again, when we're just looking at stocks, we're looking at a number, and we just care whether it goes up or whether it goes down. Not, we don't that's care. That's a very big generalization. No, that's that's how that's how shareholders shareholders are a bit, huge swaths of people, Dick. And by, by the way, they're not people like you and me. They're people who are really well, they're affluent. people like me. Yeah, like you. Yeah. People who, who are really affluent and have enough money to invest, and they're the people who just care about their bottom line. They're not, as a shareholder, Dick, you're not going to vote for something that's not going to that's that's going to uh, reduce the bottom line for the corporation. Maddox, the richest men in America are by huge margins the biggest philanthropists. There's right. groups groups of shareholders at major companies right. have pushed and argued and lobbied for the company to do things that they think benefit the world. Uh, a small group of shareholders at Starbucks. May forced and argued the entire company to start a huge like recycling campaign. I don't give a shit personally. I don't give a shit about recycling, but you can look at it and say those guys had good intentions that only cost them money. Maybe they were doing it for like some kind of uh, abstract marketing angle to increase their bottom line in some way. But I can't say I can't in good conscience say that they're purely cynical about it. Well, that, like they are, only are worried about their profits. You, you're talking about people, Dick. You're not talking about corporations. Corporations they're have no conscience. They're, they run the company. But they are not the company. There is a distinction there. The company does not have a soul. They don't have a conscience. They don't, they're not going to do right and wrong. They don't have an ethical code. A corporation exists for one reason, and that's to make money, period. And I'm t- uh, fucking tired of corporations trying to pretend like they're people and they have goodwill. Like a Honda. There's an, a Honda ad on TV right now. It's called the Helpful Honda Dealer. And what they do is they go around and do supposed a- a random acts of altruism. They just show up at a baseball game and say, hey, everyone, we're buying you new fucking uniform. I hate oh, those commercials. There you go. Too. Congratulations. Thank you, fucking Honda. Let me suck your dick. Fucking Honda doesn't have a. Sh- they're not altruistic. They're not people. It's just a corporation trying to do it for marketing. They have no conscience. They have no soul. That's why. That's why people are the important part of that equation. People are the altruists. People are the philanthropists. Corporations are not. Never. But their purpose is to sell cars. Right. What do you want them to do? Well, like that's but, their goal. But they're doing it. Under, it's, it, don't you think it's dishonest and misleading uh, doing it under the guise of altruism as if it's a, a corporate person coming along and saying, you know what? We're going to find a baseball game and we're going to buy them new uniforms. We're going to find this guy, uh, this kid and uh, give him a free car wash or whatever. Like, it's, it's just marketing. It's bullshit. Right, it's, it's just like everybody knows that they're doing it to sell cars. But it's misleading. No. I don't see how. They got it. They tag it all over. This is a Honda sale, Honda Super Sale. Here's something we did. Hopefully that struck a chord with you guys and makes you think that you should be driving around in a Honda when realistically you could buy any fucking car and it doesn't matter. Dick, that's irrelevant. You're not uh, whether or not it's marketing. We're not saying it's not marketing. We know it's marketing, but it's they're doing it under the guise of altruism, which is misleading. They're not altruistic. They just care about their bottom lines. Like that's specifically you have a problem with the Dove campaign. Specifically 
specifically for this reason, because Dove is trying to pretend I like... I don't like seeing fat girls on billboards. That's okay. why I have a problem with the Dove campaign. That's the only problem you have with Dove? Not that they are using beauty as some kind of virtue that they're trying to sell to these women. Not that they oh. are pretending to care about these women. Sure. They're not. They don't care. They don't give a shit about anything but their bottom line. That's why Dove sucks. That's why Honda sucks. Hmm. And that's why altruism is not part of this equation. Absolutely not. Corporations have no altruism. SpaceX, are they just looking out for the bottom line? Google? Yes. Google's yes. looking out for the bottom line Absolutely. with self-driving cars? Absolutely. So in your, in your world, this yeah. is a serious question. Yeah. In your world, what does anybody do then? What should Google and Honda and SpaceX SpaceX be doing? SpaceX just comes out and say, we're we're trying to make tons of money by bringing things into space and there's no this and it's all negative. Like it, it isn't. I'm, I'm struggling to to put to imagine what you think it should be. Dick, lawsuits were created so that you can get some kind of reparation for harm done against you. They're a Correct. good thing. Right. And assuming that they are not done. Uh, um, if you're not extremely litigious and you're trying to just sue and trying to uh, make a profit and take advantage of somebody, lawsuits uh, at their at their heart are a good thing. Yeah, right. It's a good solution. Law, right? Bring it in, right? Sure. Um, so when you limit that liability of a corporation, uh-huh. like you, you to answer your question about SpaceX, um, no, SpaceX doesn't care about anything. They Elon, killed people. Elon Elon Musk does. The, the founder of SpaceX, he's the founder, right? Elon Musk? Yeah. Is that him? So he he may care, or is it uh, Virgin? No, no, it's, um, no, it's not uh, Branson. It's another guy. It's a guy who's, I don't know, Elon Musk founded Tesla. Branson uh, did Virgin Galactic. I don't think, I think. No, I think he's Elon Musk is SpaceX. Oh, I don't know. Maybe well, whatever the case, Elon Musk may uh, may be a good guy, and he may be an altruist. But to say that the corporation is good for that reason is absolutely Bullshit. Corporation, corporation may be the mechanism. It's like saying roads are virtuous because uh, you can drive to church or you can drive to donate something or whatever. Roads are, by themselves are not virtuous. That's the mechanism. If you want to say corporations are the mechanism with which yeah. huge uh, charity and good things can come about, sure. But they are not the reason. They're not the cause. All right. Well, for a guy who brought in addresses, I think the corporation <laughs> belongs to be on here. But that's enough. That's enough. That's yeah. enough out of me. Here, oh, here's something to dispel a myth. Uh, yeah. I'll, you know, I don't care. Go, it's, no, no, go what, ahead. what's up? I want to hear That it. they don't sit on that much cash. Corporations? Corporations, yeah. They're only sitting on like 13% of, uh, of their annual revenue. What's that based on? What do you mean? Is the, that an average of some corporation? Or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some like, corporations like, have... No, no, no. Like in America. Right. It's historically, it's around 10%. Currently, it's around 13%. But there's this myth that they're like hoarding cash. And it's, lot, it's wrong. A lot, of, these, a lot of them are, myths, I, I believe. Well, but that's the number. The where, number is 13%. Where did that number come from? The internet? I don't know. Some <laughs> fucking place. You Probably a, you Forbes. A, you, yeah, Forbes. Do you, do you have a site? I didn't write it down. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that because I, I think that some corporations do hoard a lot of their money. I don't think they, they spend nearly as much as they should. But, uh, you know, Dick, you know why I, I, um, I presented such a fierce debate about your corporate problem? Because you're a dick? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Asshole. Because I'm a critical thinker. Oh, Critical thinking. That's my solution. Yeah. Smart. Why do so many of your problems and solutions are you being so great? Why are all of them like how smart you are? Uh, uh, good looking. God damn Here we it. Go. Critical thinking, Dick. You know what critical thinking is? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a, a quote from you that just says, maybe I am smart as I think I am. It's for smart. What it's is the first it? honest thing you've said. Um, <laughs> What's critical thinking? Um, 
I, I like to I there are a lot of different definitions I read online. A lot of people say what critical thinking is. I'm going to tell you my definition. Here's what I think it is. Okay. okay. It's just very simple. It's always questioning everything. That's critical thinking. Yeah. Always questioning everything. AQE. That's your motto? AQE. A- always question everything. Yeah. Always question everything. Um, Dick, did you know I didn't learn critical thinking until college? Uh, yeah. What? Uh-huh. I was okay. never taught. I was never taught critical thinking. I never even heard of that expression. Hmm. And um, actually, I I dated a teacher for a while who Whoa. decided to, yeah, she, she decided to teach critical thinking to her fifth graders. And this was is, in college? No, this was in, in fifth grade. You were in fifth grade dating? No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, dick. <laughs> you dated a teacher recently? <clears throat> no, was, a, a while ago. It was a, a while, while ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. A while ago. As an adult. As an adult. All yes. right. Yeah. Because I like good sex. Um, and that's what adults provide is good All sex. Right. Not high please, schoolers. Please go. Anyway. Uh, so, so this is something that they, that, uh, that teachers are starting to introduce more into the curriculum, especially through Common Core, which everybody shits on. Common Core is not bad. It's All awful. these, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. All these moron, dullard parents who don't understand their, that their children are learning something that they don't know. Good. That's the fucking point of school. They're teaching your kids information and new ways of thinking that you don't understand. That's a good thing. That you don't understand it is a good sign. I can't wait to bring in Common Core and show you how wrong oh, you are. All right. Bring it, buddy. Um, anyway, Dick, assumptions are the foundation for fucking up. And that's what critical thinking is battling, is, is going against. When you assume something, you are coming to a conclusion about what that thing is without having considered the reason, right? That's, that's the problem with assumptions. All right. The most important question to ask about something is why. Even what I'm saying should be questioned. Like, even the words that are coming out of my mouth right now should be questioned. If you don't question everything, that means you take conclusions for granted. But questioning everything isn't the same as disagreeing with everything. That's what a lot of people confuse critical thinking with, is just disagreeing. It's not. Nor is it the same as being a contrarian. So, uh, Dick, something that I do on the show that annoys you a lot is when I play devil's advocate. Yeah, I hate that. Everyone hates that. No. No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't, Dick. Even God Um, hates that. He doesn't make popes do it anymore. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Great. Probably because the word devil's in it. Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. What do you? Th- <laughs> it used to be part of the papal <sighs> selection process. A, a cardinal would play devil's advocate and yeah. say what a dick this this other cardinal was. Who oh, was oh, and oh. they said, oh, "We're not doing that anymore." Yeah, it's okay. Too, it, I say we're probably having too much fun with too, it. Too critical. <laughs> no, it was probably working too well. Yeah, it's probably working <laughs> too well. This guy molested a thousand kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't examine what the reasons that you do something, you just start doing things for granted. Yeah, you start uh, taking things for granted, making assumptions. And the reason I I do it, Dick. The reason I do I play devil's advocate so much is because I'm often doing so because I want to see if you've reasoned through the criticisms of your position. Not necessarily because I disagree with you. I, mm. I I've often debated issues that I agree with because the person defending them is doing so for the wrong reasons, and that's that uh, includes very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry that I want to get to the truth. I want to understand if if the person agreeing with me understands my position. I don't want somebody to just agree with me blindly. That's why I think a lot of my fans are idiots. They agree with me because they like me, because I'm a charismatic person, because I'm personable, because I'm funny, or whatever. Whatever reason they like me for, that's not a reason to agree with me. You should agree with me because I'm right, not because you like me. Yeah, but who's got time to do all this thinking? Everybody. Well, I don't know, man. It's hard work. 
Well, I'll here's just take your word for it. I would oh. rather do that. Great. Like, ah, oh, Maddox, he's usually right. <laughs> well, here's here's an example, Dick. I, I brought in a real world example. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how real this is actually, but here's here's <laughs> a here's a conclusion. Okay, police brutality is bad. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Most people would, right? Most people would agree that police brutality is bad. However. Someone could make the case that police brutality is bad because there isn't enough of it. So if someone sitting across from you in a room says police brutality is wrong and you simply just nod in agreement like an idiot, you might be agreeing with someone who's a jackass. That's the problem. Well, they're a jackass for talking about this in in a group. Already. Well, we're talking about it. Are we jackasses? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can critical think my way into that one. Great. Anyway, Dick. So um, wait, wait. Why is there? Why is it because there's not enough brutality? You can make How the case. How is that critical thinking? Well, go ahead. So, so for example, Dick, you brought in a problem on this on this very show a long time ago, where you said there's not enough Black Friday violence. Yeah. Right? Which at uh, at the outset, anyone seeing that would disagree with you because they say, well, violence is bad. Yeah. And if if we have more violence, that's more bad. So sure. therefore, black more Black Friday violence is bad. But you. By the way, made an argument for why yeah. violence <laughs> on Black Friday is good because it takes these dumb people out of the population, right? Yeah, that's funny. Which I is, do think which that is, too. And yet argued against my riot solution last episode, last bonus episode. Yeah, because I think I think well, the, well, those well. people are real bad. Yeah, I really have a problem with those oh. rioters. Oh, really? I really have a problem with their sanctimonious attitudes too. Yeah. Well, why don't you guys start being sanctimonious next time? Supposedly, uh, white people go rioting out uh, after a fucking basketball game. I don't see all the fucking tweets. Yeah, but the problem is those usually end right away. Like it's just a bunch of drunk yahoos. Yeah. Uh, who like sober up or get tired or get their ass kicked and go home? Okay. These rioters are fueled by like I think. Um, like dysfunction in their minds, uh-huh. they go for weeks and oh, just weeks destroy. How many weeks did the uh, the, the uh, riots ha- uh, occur in in Maryland most recently? What do you mean the Baltimore ones? Yeah, the Baltimore. Ones. I have no idea how how long are they? Less than one. Less than one week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. How uh, long fact, did the LA the majority, riots go? The LA riots went for a while, but the majority of the rioting, the majority of the rioting in uh, in Baltimore occurred over the course of one or two nights, and the damage really wasn't that high. Compared to say, the rioting that was done after a fucking basketball game or a hockey game in they Canada, they just flip some cars over. What do they do? At, what do they do in Canada? In Ohio, I think this was the 1986 riots after a Kansas. Uh, it was like a Kansas City game or something that happened in Ohio, and after that, every single window in the city was just, was broken. <laughs> yeah, laugh uh-huh. it up, dickhead. Where's the sanctimony there? No, no, uh, no white people saying, their, we're their fathers. No, them, I don't like that they're sanctimonious. I don't think sports fans think they're in the right by destroying buildings. I think they're just being assholes. Yeah, but the pe- the same people who are criticizing the rioters in, Mar- in Baltimore weren't sitting there. They're not They're not going to Twitter. In fact, uh, just recently in Texas, when they had that giant biker gang riot, basically, uh, uh, that oh, giant fight. Oh, I saw fight, that. Yeah, uh, 186 bikers or 192 of them were arrested, some insane amount, and, and yeah. like nine people were killed. Where were all the people? Where were the white people coming on the on the media saying, "Well, where are their fathers? You know what what, what those guys need? They're, they need good father figures in their lives. Where are their fathers? Where uh, it's because they have low income housing. Where where were where were their sanctimony? Well, I, th- I think what I think what you're seeing here is people understand sports riots and like biker gang riots and quite and honestly, people don't understand what's like what the deal is with um, inner city riots. 
Like, yeah. they don't understand how to fix it. They don't understand where it comes from. Sure. They got all these theories, yeah. and then the news just preaches to whatever their segment of people has, like, preconceptions of why it's going on. But there's a, there's a confusion there that makes it interesting. I agree. To us. I agree. And that's a, that's a problem that we should look at critically. Dick, you know what? <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know you, what? <laughs> where's the part where it's how great you are for being a critical thinker? How were you taught to be a critical thinker? I want to hear that. It was like in, in college. It was in college. I took a class. It was a writing class, and I've talked about this, I think, on book tour. But oh. this uh, this professor came into my class. First of all, I when I was at the University of Utah, they made me take a writing placement test mm-hmm. to see my writing proficiency, right? And they put me in the most remedial writing class that they had. Have you taken that since? No, not since. I really would like to see that. However, I did I did mention the University of Utah in my New York Times bestselling book. Yeah. I said that I mentioned how I failed that writing test in that in that book. Yeah. As a big fuck you to them. I mean, the Twilight Woman would probably fail that too, and she's a bestseller. Well, okay. Well, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking critically about it. Yeah, fuck things. you, dick. <laughs> Asshole. Hate that baby. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I found that the first day we were recording. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this forever. Um, anyway, Dick. Uh, so, so he taught you? No, uh, yeah, I took this class. So they put me in the most remedial writing class that they had. Oh, and I, I, I'm sitting in there in class waiting for the teacher to show up. He's like five minutes late. There's like a kid with his jacket on backwards and one with like a helmet stabbing <laughs> stabbing <laughs> pencils into his head. <laughs> this is like the remedial hey, class. Why are you such an asshole? <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> There's a kid eating a book. <laughs> Such a fucking asshole. I don't need this shit, this abuse. Um, so this professor, the professor walks in. He's not wearing shoes. <laughs> Continue. And he sits on his desk, on his desk, not at his desk, on it. Oh, cross-legged, with no shoes. Kind of a hippie, kind of a hippie-looking dude. He uh-huh. had this huge, frazzly beard. Okay. Looked a little bit like uh, Bob Ross. And um, and the first thing he says, he had kind of like this Kermit the Frog kind of nasally voice. He goes, oh, some of you may have noticed that I look like Karl Marx. That was not an accident. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, real cool. And so <laughs> Let me just get back to eating my book over Karl here. Karl Marx, who just lived off his friend's father for most of his life. Oh, is that true? Yeah, Angles, oh. whatever his name is. Yeah, he was just kind of a, he sat and thought a lot. Didn't he was do a bum. Whole, didn't do a whole lot of work. He was a hippie. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How about well, that? Well, let me tell you that. Let me tell you, this guy, this Karl Marx dude, was probably one of the best and only good professors I had at the University of Utah. I had a handful of good professors at the University of Utah. This yeah. guy was one of them. Another one was this other lady who taught me my final my final class that I ever I ever took at the University of Utah. She taught it in such a good pedagogical way. Uh, she used the Socratic method, which is actually one of the tools of critical thinking that I'm going to talk about. But this guy, this professor in my writing class, he taught me critical thinking. He he uh, brought in advertisements, and he showed us these advertisements, and he, he just asked us in class, like, what do you guys think of these ads? Right. And at first, everybody in the class thought nothing of it. They did, there were just ads for detergent and ads for, uh, you know, food and cars and things, and we thought, well, nothing. It's just a picture of a car. What is there to think about it? And he said, well, there, that's the problem. You the new Mustang be- was coming out around then. Yeah. Would have been the new Ford Mustang. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he he taught us to look at these advertisements critically. And he said, everything in the advertisement is there for a reason. Nothing is there by accident, including the print, including the type, including 
the position relative to each other inside an advertisement. And then I started staring at these advertisements in a different way, and I realized, oh, my God, this is what he's saying is correct. It's true. Everything in this advertisement has been meticulously crafted for a reason. There's nothing is there by accident. And so that's when I started thinking critically about pretty much everything. And then I, uh, he taught me he taught me how to write critical papers. And I wrote a paper in that class that was that is pretty much the template for every yeah, essay. You, you said that in the first, I think the first bonus episode. Yeah. I want to see it, but you didn't want to give away your secrets. No. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the tools that you need to use. It's just the Socratic method. That's is that it. why you hate ads? Because of this guy? No, I don't hate ads because of this guy. I hate ads because they're mostly dishonest and misleading. I don't know. What do you think about art then? Like when you go to a museum, yeah. do you look at like a painting and say that it's dishonest and misleading? It depends. Depends on the um, on oh, interesting. Yeah, it depends on the intent of the artist. Okay. Okay. If the what artist, what if like it was a pic- a painting of you looking like really muscly and ripped? Yeah. Would you say that was dishonest that, and misleading? I'd say that's super honest. Okay. And how, how can you honestly tell his intention? Well, you'd have to read and you'd have to know what the artist says. And you'd, you'd also have to make a, a, a value judgment on whether or not the artist is being honest. Sometimes artists say one thing and they do, they do another. Like, for example, trolls online. A lot of people say they're trolls after they get caught doing something shitty. That bugs me too. Yeah. yeah. In You're fact, right. I'm, I'm, create, I'm working on a project. Like, There's a big project I've been working on for a long time. But it's going to solve this problem of unintentional trolling. Mm-hmm. Because trolling requires intent. Anyway, we're getting way oh, off yeah. topic here. I yeah. know, I know something about trolling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Dick, uh, we're getting way off topic here. I want to talk about the Socratic method. This is a form of inquiry based on asking questions and answering them to stimulate critical thinking. This is what my one one of my good professors in college taught. Uh, and it teaches she, you not to wear jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Sean. I reasoned my way into not wearing jacket. You know what, Dick? Why don't you play fuck a fucking teenage boys? Right? <laughs> did you did you go all the way with your Socratic method, or did you stop at just the thinking no, and the jacket head. wearing? Shut up. <laughs> it involves a discussion in which the defense of an argument is questioned. If the person being questioned contradicts him or herself, it may strengthen the inquirer's position. Hence, the reason I ask you so many questions, Dick. Sometimes, even when I agree with you, if he or she has a position, it can, it could strengthen it, right? Or it may strengthen the defender's argument by demonstrating that all the loose ends are considered. And I, I just have a couple of quotes, uh, and I'll end this, uh, this, this solution here. Um, this one's from Seneca, a Roman philosopher in 4 BC. He says, He who decides a case without hearing the other side, though he decided justly, cannot be considered just. Mm. I totally agree with that because, you know, when I brought in the problem of, un- of uh, well-intentioned idiots? Yeah. The dancer, the, b- the big dancing guy who was made fun of, supposedly, uh-huh. he had his big dance party. Uh, I know. Of- Let's talk about that in the regular episode, okay. though. Yeah, because well, people want say, an update. I, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just say this, that uh, a lot of people send it as kind of a fuck you in my face. Right? What, I, I said, guys, the outcome is irrelevant because they couldn't have known uh-huh. anything going in. And then not one- in the real world, it's not. No, but it's it relevant. is. No, it's not. Yeah. And there is another quote by Ben Franklin. He says, When these difficult cases occur, they are difficult chiefly because while we have them under consideration, all the reasons pro and con are not present in the mind at the same time. That's why it's difficult to do critical thinking because you really have to look at both sides. And then, so I just want to say that critical thinking is the ability to look at both sides of a debate, consider the pros and cons, weigh all of your options, and surface hidden assumptions made by the debater. It's a super important thing that we need to, that everybody needs to do. It can make you a smarter person. It can improve your life. And, and like everything else, it should be done in moderation. No. <laughs> Do I have that right? Nope. Ass. Have you ever read, <clears throat> what's the, what is the Plato book where he, um, 
he writes out a, a fictional conversation between Socrates and like Salamides or something, some other Greek asshole. It's one of it's one of Plato's bigger books. Mm, I don't know. Where it's it's a de- it's a demonstration of this Socratic method that supposedly happened between Socrates and like some other Plato's apology. It's not his apology. No, uh, I don't the know. Republic or something? I, no, it's not the Republic. I don't know, but I read it, and it's like it's exactly what you're describing. The yeah. way he's debating with this guy. Yeah. And when I got th- done with it, I was like, God, I never want to be this asshole. Like he's so annoying. The way he's <laughs> pestering this guy. <laughs> Oh man, that guy's so funny. Socrates is so fucking so funny. funny. He's right. he's so witty. Anyway, man, I, I I really think that that critical thinking may be the biggest solution in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or we'll see if it beats out hemlock, right? Because <laughs> that's on the list. <laughs> you know, uh, an euthanasia, antidote. isn't it? An, an anti. Yeah, yeah. It is. We'll see if crit- Socrates' critical thinking beats out Socrates' suicide. That was not euthanasia, asshole. That was that was murder. He was murdered. No, no, no. He drank hemlock. Well, yeah, no, they, they but made he, him. Didn't he, they, they made him. He, he was had no convicted for like corruption. No, of the yeah. youth, they wasn't were. It? Yes, but they wanted. I thought they wanted him to die a different way. And he's like, I'm dying my own way. Fuck you guys. Like uh, he, that could be true. He could have said, I'm innocent, and I just, hey guys, all that stuff I was saying, I was just trolling. Like, yeah. lulls. I'll yeah. see you guys later. I'm gonna get out of here. But he was like, I'm totally guilty. I'm uh, gonna martyr myself by drinking this hemlock. Yeah. I think I think that's what happened, but it was he, he it was kind of a false choice. He didn't really have a choice. He was going to get killed in a brutal he way. He just said he was kidding. <laughs> it just, how's that for critical thinking? Yeah, I'm I, questioning. You know, Dick, it's hard for you to relate to somebody who would die for their principles. Yeah, it is because I would never ever do that. I and know. I encourage everyone to not do that. Uh, He's just like the old Italian guy in Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, whatever. Who's like, ever yeah, in charge? When, when we're I don't care. When we're winning, I'm for Italy. When we're losing, I'm for the winner. Whoever, you know? I'm for the aliens. <laughs> I don't care. Just leave me the fuck alone. Fairweather debater, Dick Masterson. What's right. your next solution, My next Dick? solution is cuteness. <laughs> Bullshit. Get out of here. Okay. All right, that's our episode. We're- <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows that cuteness is why we don't murder our babies. Wrong. What do you mean Wrong. It, it, the cuteness, like a baby's features, seeing that as cute, the same thing we see in like animals and like other shit, cars sometimes. Dick, there are all sorts of ugly babies that don't get murdered. No, 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 no. But it, it evokes their like, their small jaws, their big foreheads, and their like oversized eyes evokes feelings of, uh, of, of caring for them. <laughs> oh, oh, no, this so- is like a scientific thing. I didn't know you, I didn't, I thought this was ex- widely accepted. I'm sorry, Dick, can you repeat that? The size of your ovaries bursting was, uh, was too loud. The sound of your ovaries. Oh, you're, you're so manly. You yeah. can't even imagine like a cute baby. No, like, I don't think that's... babies are cute. I just don't. I think they're just obnoxious what little What about things. a baby you? A oh, baby- no, no, wait. No, no, no. That's my point. They yeah. are obnoxious and horrible yeah. and they puke all over everything and they destroy things and they ruin your life. Yeah. The reason we don't kill them is because of the, quote, cute factor. Well, like what- the way they look, the way they lo- look, even if it's someone else's baby. Dick, have you ever seen a baby with Harlequin's disease? Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't Google Don't uh, Google it. Babies. Do not yeah. Google it. Is I'm that when they're turned it. inside out? Those are yeah, awful. Basically, yeah. I'm going to explain it in as much detail as possible in the hopes that you won't Google it. It's it's awful. Their eye, eyelids are peeled inside out. Their skin's, like, all throbby and red. They look basically like like uh, like abortions that weren't completed no, all the way. Skin, their skin hardens into, like, plates yeah. and cracks. They look like they have, like, rhino skin. And, yeah, like, if they move, terrible. why the fuck do it's you know splits. so much about this? 
because somebody told me to Google it, and I wish I never had. And yeah. then you like read the entire Wikipedia about it and memorized it. Well, well I, I have to. You know, yeah, me. you're curious. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I saw this thing, and it looked like an alien species. I I never seen anything that looked so so uh, horrendous. And I thought, well, I got to know what this is. I need to know if this is a prop from a sci-fi movie or it's a real thing. It's a, and it turns out it's a real thing, and it's so horrible. Why do we take so care of babies like that, Dick? Well, I wouldn't. But well, so you're saying okay. there's a difference between a cute baby and one that looks like a monster. Barely. And you don't want to care for them. <laughs> yeah, but those, those babies die like in like one or two days yeah. usually. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, like in the 300, that movie with the Spartans, they kicked that weird guy out. Remember? Yeah, the, the, village, the, hun- the hunchback. I remember. Yeah. All right. Um, cuteness, cuteness. Cuteness is a subjective term describing the type of attractiveness commonly associated with youth and appearance, along as well as a scientific concept first introduced by Conrad Lorenz. He proposed it as a set of facial and body features that make a, a creature appear cute. And that humans, here's another interesting part of it, because humans, um, uh, let me see, we mature, our brain is like only 40% complete when our bodies are adult-sized, like a, a, a 10-year-old. Or like like a a teenager can't fend for themselves. Yeah. So we lose our cuteness. We lose that baby cuteness much later in life. So adults will still want to take care of us as like children and teenagers. How about that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. If, if, so apparently, like we evolved into like men-looking things. Yeah. There was a, a group of humans that evolved into men-looking. Thirteen-year-olds killed them. Nobody <laughs> took care of them. No. They only took care of the ones that looked cute. No, it's it's kind of it's kind of true. I guess um, a lot of times you will find. I've noticed that I have some friends who are short, and because they're short, <laughs> they kind of have more like childlike features. You know, the sh- uh, shorter limbs and whatever. And people treat them differently. They pe- they treat them a little bit more protectively. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's kind of, it, 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 but it might it may be that uh, that you feel like somebody who's who's smaller than you may be weaker. Not even though whether or not that's the case. It's irrelevant, but you may feel like they may be weaker, which may kind of uh, kick in some kind of uh, paternalistic or maternalistic instinct. Okay, here's something you might find interesting. A study found that cuteness improved performance. So they took a bunch of people and they made them do um, like a test with their their fine motor skills. They made them like manipulate a bunch of shit with their fingers. They showed them pictures of cute animals, like baby animals, and they showed them pictures of normal animals— and the people who saw pictures of cute animals did 45% better on the test. And the people who saw just pictures of normal animals did 15% better. That pisses me off, man. So cute, looking at cute animals boosts your productivity. They, they did the same thing with like a numbers test, like a thinking test. Yeah. And then like a, like a make sure you don't fuck this up test. Uh-huh. And the people who saw cute shit performed better on all the tests. Oh, Isn't wow. that weird? Well, I guess women must be the most productive on earth, huh? Most productive people on us, because that's all they're fucking looking at is fucking pictures of dogs and cats. And every time I hop on Facebook, I must be super productive, because that's all I'm seeing. Snapchat, more dogs and horses. I brought in some examples of cute baby animals, if you want to look at them. No! <laughs> you fucking asshole. I will not. This is my new Titanic. Just one. Just one. Here. Well, okay, let's see it. Ha, 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 What is that? that is, is that a an rhinoceros' penis? penis. <laughs> Fuck you. That looks kind of cool, actually. It looks like a. It looks like an orchid. All right, that's my, that's my prop. Oh, and... Um, they're making they they're they're finding that products that look like cute babies yeah. like cars yeah. are 
are uh, selling more are yeah. are like more have more of a positive response than cars that look normal That's, like incorporating this shit into products so in the future everything's going to look like a baby like your iPhone's going to have eyeballs on they it they already do <laughs> everything already looks fucking cute and it's horrible dick i can't stand things that are cute i really i can't they make you feel a loss of control that was another thing. You is know that, that what it that, is? You know that impulse people have? Like, that's so cute, I want to squish it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know that response? Like, yeah. oh, that, like, people get like, ah, like, yeah, I see something yeah. so cute, I want to crush it. They're saying, they're theorizing <laughs> that that's because you feel a loss of control yeah. of your, your biological response at seeing the cuteness makes you feel a loss of control, and that makes you, like, kind of angry. Makes me want to That you want to crush pants. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, there you go. It's very powerful. Very powerful. You know, thing. you know, Dick, um, uh, <laughs> I, things that are cute piss me off, and I can't. Maybe, maybe it's what you just said—is a lack of control or something. I don't know what it is, but the colors I like to surround myself with are blacks and grays and reds and things that are, you know, like kind of neutral, neutral colors, like the Nazis. No, <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, yeah I guess okay. exactly like that. Yeah, like the color palette of the Nazis. <laughs> okay. Hey, broken clocks, <laughs> even uh, <laughs> broken clocks, right twice a day, yeah. dickhead. Nazis, unless, not, it's an, unless it's an eye watch. Yeah. Well, that can, you can't even tell because the fucking battery's always dead. <laughs> every, every fucking iPhone user, oh, can I borrow an iPhone 5 charger? Huh? So I can be tethered to a wall like a slave. Anyway, the cute things, cute things upset me. And you're telling me essentially that I, I have intentionally done 15% poorer on tests all my life because I look at monsters. I like monsters. Yeah. yeah. Monsters. So I think monsters are awesome. That nah, doesn't help your brain, though. I... I, I, it's not what the study. The study even put food in there. It's it looked at pictures of food. Yeah, and people didn't do. People did. It was like close to the control group. Did they put pictures of monsters and tits in there to see what that would do to, for your productivity? Let's do it. Uh, let's let's write a white paper. All right. <laughs> they didn't do that. No. The cuteness is obnoxious. I think it's probably. I'm going to bring it in as a problem. I think you should you should do it while you're working on your book. You should take a cute animal break, cute oh, overload break every yeah. 15 minutes. That's or every, so according to the science, you'll uh, write better. Oh, that's every fucking time I open up my phone. Every time I pull up Snapchat, more fucking dogs and and babies <laughs> and uh, cats and horses. Every time I look on Facebook, more fucking kittens. Yeah. Oh my gosh, cute overload. Have you seen that website, Cute Overload? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that site. Yeah, I think I'm cute. Anyway, Dick. Are you done with your solution? Yeah. Your problem? I'm done. Your problem? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Dick, I got the real... I mean, it's no riots, but... <laughs> no, it's no it's no riots. Riots aren't cute. Riots are fucking cool. Yeah. Um, here's, here's a real solution, Dick. Boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boxes. What a cool... What a cool problem. Boxes... Or, <laughs> cool solution. But you have a conversation with yourself every time you bring in a problem about how great it is. A solution. A solution. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Because this one is a real good, uh, a good solution, Dick. Boxes are the containers used for storage. <laughs> In case you don't know, <laughs> they're used for storage or for temporary carrying parcels to transport contents from one place to another. They're super useful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Sean. Sean has all this fucking gear that he bring, that he hauls in t- uh, every time for the studio. Or what is this? The proce- processor? That's a that's yeah, a rack. That's, that's a not rack. a box. I don't, it doesn't have a front or a back. How I'm is it a box? I'm looking at a box. Boxes don't have to have. They only uh, you only need four sides. You can have holes in the boxes. <laughs> Here we go. Immediately a problem. <laughs> Immediately some kind of impossible Loki's wager problem. A box have to ha- has to have six sides. No, it doesn't. Well, then what was is a piece of paper a box? No, it has one side. Nope. 
Yes, it does. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It has two sides. Uh, that, Fuck you, it has two sides. Four sides is a, is a tube. What Sean has is, is a square tube. It's not a box. Oh, okay, call it. It needs to be enclosed. Oh, okay, Read potatoes, the Wikipedia potatoes. thing again. All right, sure, dickhead. <laughs> Dick, boxes are containers used for storage. Containers. That, that thing doesn't contain anything because it's open on it two sides. It does, but it, look, man, I'm not going to fucking Define debate contain. what a box is, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Piece of shit. Oh, uh, man, I'm so fucking so man. fucked. How is this, how so is this already a problem? Up. I'm just talking about boxes here. <laughs> Shut up for a minute. We haven't even properly <laughs> defined a box yet. Do we know what a box is? No. A box with a hole in it is still a box. It's a box with a hole in it. Shut up. All right. Boxes can be made out of wood, cardboard, metal, paper, plastic, or just about anything. Oh, wow. Sizes may vary from small, like lunch boxes, to yeah. medium for toasters, or large for computers and TV screens. Boxes come in all shapes and sizes. Actually, pretty much one shape, which is like rectangular. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where did you get this information? I wrote it, dickhead. All shapes and sizes. It's just things I know. This came from my mind. You're welcome. <laughs> some some boxes are even envelopes. <laughs> Why are you such a dick? Some boxes are homes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, man. One of the biggest innovations to happen to boxes was the corrugated box, which is used primarily as shipping containers for pretty much everything you order. These boxes were engineered to be light and strong. They're resistant to crushing and can be stacked easily. That's that's an innovation, right? Yeah. They're built with load sharing, which distributes the weight of a load along their surfaces. So cardboard is about half air. You know, like in, if you look in between a corrugated box, like the cardboard, it's half air, which means that it's very light. Yet the strength comes from many I-beams that are built inside layers of paper. They're just like uh, trestles in construction sites, like right. little I-beams. They've made thousands of mini I-beams inside the layers of the cardboard, which makes it really, really strong for its, for its weight. Cardboard is an incredible invention. It really is. People take it for granted because it's everywhere. Yeah. Did you know that 95% of all products in the U.S. are shipped with corrugated boxes? 95? 95%. What's the fi- what's the other five like bags? No, I think I think the other five percent. I was thinking about it is is either yeah like uh, Tyvek pouches. Yeah, Tyvek is also an innovation. Cool. Uh, Tyvek pouches or actual just uh, uh, not cardboard but paper like paper boxes that say for example donuts come in. Oh uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, man, ninety five percent of everything you order online comes to you in a box. You're welcome. I'll tell Boxes you, is their biggest solution. I'll tell you why this is a bogus solution that you got <sighs> in. What? Because. A box is nothing without tape. Dick. Without tape, you just got a big cardboard tube. That's wrong. That's nothing, man. Have you ever seen a pizza box? No tape, no adhesives. Fuck you. Oh, okay. You got me. Yep. That was it. <laughs> that was the only objection I had. <laughs> Boxes. Big solution. Vote it up, people. Oh, man. I'm so smart. I saw you bringing this in, and I thought that is the weirdest thing <laughs> I could think for a million years it would never come up with boxes as a solution to bring into the show. Yeah, because you take it for granted. You just see boxes everywhere, and you never really think about the engineering that went into a box. But they yeah. put a lot of engineering in those boxes, and they have testing facilities, and they're constantly uh, reevaluating how to make boxes engineered more strongly. Um, the, only, the only downside to most corrugated boxes is that they are not waterproof. Um, but you can get the um, the plastic ones. Or right? barbecue sauce proof. Yeah. As we've learned. Yeah, thank you, Butt Sanchez. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, boxes, big, 
big solution. That is a big solution. Um, yeah. and, and critical thinking. Those are my solutions this week. Okay, so so what are we gonna do with this? What are we gonna do with the Sean problem? Because we are we are at an hour ten right now. We are significantly into the episode, and it's a long problem. Let's let's tease it a little bit more. Let's play a little bit more of the Sean solution. Okay, and uh, let's bring. I think that that deserves its a whole new bonus episode. Well, I think so because it's. I I I really think it's a good problem. I've yeah. listened to this, Sean. It took me hours. To splice in. I don't know if you know how much work audio engineering takes, but it took me <laughs> hours to splice in this cool uh, fake Sean with the dialogue from that episode. You should have so, had me do it. I would have treated it right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> deleted. <laughs> All right. Just just listen for a little bit. Okay? Here is the new pro. Just in case somebody's sometimes people complain about when's the show's ending and when the recordings are going. So here yeah. is the here is the show. Remastered. Here's Sean's problem. One year. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Sean, what's your problem? Oh, Are wait, I've got some. Fine. I've got some encouraging voicemails that people left for you. Oh, let's hear it. Sean, shut the fuck up and <laughs> let the real men talk. <laughs> Shit. That was I, the wrong one. I love internet tough guys. That's going to be a pro- You know that guy's like five and a half feet of stacked shit, right? <laughs> hey, wait, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, the greater the degree of separation, the tougher people are. Because yeah. most people are pussies. Yeah. You might get a little little softer over the phone, yeah. but you get that guy in person, he's a bitch. That guy like really got people. under your skin, Yeah, now, now who's being an internet tough guy? <laughs> Dude, it's... Come find me anytime. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Here's what that guy needs to do. He needs to he needs to relax a little bit. He needs to he needs to get back on the couch the in the middle of the relaxing. day. <laughs> middle of the day, wait for the unemployment check. Watch it watch a telenovela. Wow. And try to try to rub one out before mom gets home at six to cook him dinner and ask him if he will look for a job that day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Are you done? Uh, yeah, thanks All for right. listening. Uh, no, 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 no. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Hey, Sean, if you're just going to suck dick's pecker about his opinions on stuff, you need to just shut the fuck up. Shit, I messed up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, stop that guy, too. Uh, well, those are the only two I brought in. I brought in Ooh, the wrong one. Damn. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> you feel encouraged? Now? Sounds like a fireball drinker. Sean, what's your <laughs> Okay, what? I said, have we passed a law yet that makes retroactive abortions legal? Yeah, uh, it should be like a 40th trimester abortion. Thank you, Sean. Go vote up euthanasia. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, guys. Settle down. <laughs> you need all the people on your side that you can get, buddy. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, so, Sean, people have been asking you to bring in a problem all year long, basically since the first time they heard you laughing in the background. And they said, yeah. who's that guy? I should have never done that. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, I should have kept my mouth shut the entire time. Well, it's too late because now you have to open your mouth and tell us what your problem is. I wasn't even going to do a problem because <laughs> last week was fucking insane. <laughs> I got an email from Dick in all caps, yelling at me that I better bring in a fucking problem. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. short email. (laughs) Exactly. Was that entirely in the subject line? (laughs) No, it was in the body. It was like, when are we recording? You better bring in a fucking problem. (laughs) So short, but inefficient. Go on. So I thought rather than catch hell on this show the entire time, I would bring in a problem. And my problem is 
the YouTube generation. Oh. YouTube generation. Okay, <laughs> I am completely on board. Why? It's creating and attracting a bunch of narcissists. Aha, uh-huh. this sounds, Sean, I agree. <laughs> I agree, but it sounds an awful lot like Vine Stars. Well, it, it also sounds a lot like Maddox. Well, Dick. <laughs> these aren't stars. Yeah. <laughs> these aren't stars, Dick. Important distinction. Do you hear that? Yeah, I heard I'm that. I'm a star. Why does this sound like Maddox? <laughs> because he makes a lot, he makes money off YouTube. Correction. I mean, he's on YouTube. Oh, oh. Oh, I thought you were referencing in a video he did. No, 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 no. It just sounds like him in general. A narcissist on YouTube. No, look. (laughs) All right, okay. How bad is it so far? Terrible. (laughs) What do you mean? It's terrible. That's great. Let's let's hear a little bit more. All right, all right, all right. Is that okay? I have a prediction. No. I have a prediction. (laughs) I've never wavered on this. I have a prediction for this episode. Bully did. (laughs) <laughs> Remember from Strongman? Did you say it with a B? Yeah. yeah. They're making fun of retarded oh, people. Oh, a... Yeah, Homestar Runner. I remember from that. Strongman. That's, yeah. God, that's old. All right, here's more. I like YouTube. Yeah, I do too. I yeah. know people on <laughs> YouTube. You, Some of my best friends are on YouTube. See? That, that joke didn't go well. Yeah, <laughs> Sean, yeah, I'm going to intercept that. No, it's hard not to intertwine the people and the, and the YouTube. It's even more than YouTube. It's any of the video sites. Here's another one the recently <laughs> enlightened. Yeah, no, it's now. a mother oh, oh, of yeah. a two-month-old telling you everything you need to do to be a parent. Is this a problem? Is this what YouTube is. is? Yeah. This is what it First, is. So, so, Sean has encapsulated so many different problems in this problem. It's really clever because he's he's got the Vine Stars. He's got the narcissism of people who just need to be constantly heard. And he just also made a reference to first-time child experts. Oh, yeah. I, uh, Which I is agree, you. Sean. Also no. you. I, not me. <laughs> See, I texted Dick. No. I said... Anybody done this? He goes, no. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good problem, Sean. So, my sides right. are, my are right. laughing quietly. Should we, should we break? Do you want to break? Do you want to pause this problem for now? Pause it? I want to kill it. <laughs> Maddox, Sean, what do you want to do? Sean, what do you think? Honestly, do you think it is, is it bad? Is, is it, it as, as bad, bad as you remember? Absolutely. No, no I can't. I don't believe that. Sean, you know, I'm not going to fucking blow sunshine up your ass if I disagree with you. Yeah, I shit doesn't even know what a box is. Fuck you. I know what a box is, you asshole. I brought it in as a solution, you fuck. Um, a little bit more? Yeah, just a little bit more, a little and bit then more. we got to wrap up. Yeah, all right, it's a all long right, bonus episode. I swear to God, this is getting right. cut. You guys are going <laughs> to... It's amazing how few stats there are. Maybe it hasn't been studied long enough since YouTube has only been around since 2005. I've got a lot of stats, so anything you need do to... Do you really? Yeah, I do, I do. It's all, okay. it's all fresh in my mind, too. I had <laughs> yeah, trouble right. finding it- them. No, it's social media. <laughs> okay. But I think YouTube creates. We got it. We got a good got flavor. It. We got a good flavor of that. Um, let's wrap this episode. All right. Um, okay. So my solutions this week were critical thinking and boxes. Big solutions. My solutions are the corporation and cuteness. Great. Cuteness is the biggest horseshit problem I've ever heard. It pisses me off. We'll I, see. I like to think of monsters. <laughs> Cute monsters? No! Like, po- like Pokemon? Mean monsters. It's the biggest solution, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, this is Oprah. <laughs> I just wanted to say uh, congratulations on your year at podcast. 
I know I'm a little late, but I'm too busy doing Oprah stuff. And as a prize for getting to a year of podcasts, I want to say uh, you get a free boat. And <laughs> go fuck yourself. Ah, damn it. That was pretty good Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, sounds like that guy maybe did Sean's voice, too. Uh, let's, let me find one more. Uh, hey, guys. This is Rob from Nashville. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Maddox for wearing rubber gloves. I Late find times. them especially useful when I'm cleaning my toilet or detailing my car. Okay. Or even when I'm at work at the hospital when I'm wiping a D-Day veteran's asshole or treating <laughs> a stage 3 pressure ulcer. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't Google that, by the way. I wouldn't, however, brag about how dainty they keep your fucking hands. Or how you use them to check your cat's butt for ghosts or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Or else I might have to send you a box of gloves with some nylons and lipstick to keep you from tearing up about it on the show. Fucking, there it is. Anyways, <laughs> dick. Fucking asshole. Go find yourself a nice woman. You uh-huh. can use one. Uh, and yeah. Sean may want to invest in something called an external hard drive. Just saying. <laughs> no. So, that's all, guys. No, get out of here. Yeah, man, that guy sounded like Angelo's mom. You dumb shit. <laughs> All right. Find yourself a woman, Dick. A good woman. Oh, Remember? wait a minute. Shit, I forgot this. Ah, dang it. It's bullshit. Sean, just cut it. Delete this whole episode. I did win. <laughs> you think he's going to? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you remember where we were last time. No. Yeah. Why are, you playing this song? Why are you playing this song? Because I have to catch you up on where we were in the last Titanic. I, it doesn't matter. I'm taking off my headphones. Bill Paxton I fucking hate this song. pulled a safe out of the ocean that he found in the Titanic while he's making a fake, mo- fake documentary. I'm going to cut my wrist. Remember that? <laughs> cutting. I'm cutting myself. He deserves this. <laughs> and he was looking for a gem. Okay, you ready? No, I'm not. Your punishment? I, that's it. You could. You don't get to play both. That's bullshit. I'm not watching. Look. I'm not looking. The I'm looking. I'm looking down at my dick. I think you're going like, to get you know curious going. and look. I'm not going to get ah, curious. Right there. Hey, no, I didn't. There he is. Ah, yeah. Nick, it wasn't in the same. Hey, hey, don't <laughs> worry about it. Is serious again? Yeah. Look at his face. Look at his face. Sean, are you timing this? I think it's longer than 30 seconds. There's tits in this one. No, there is. I swear to God, there's tits. He's got that bulging vein thing going on. Oh, my God. There's about to be tits, Maddox. Nope. There's 100% about to be tits. I would not lie about that. seen tits. Right there. Nope. Let me see that. Uh, we might have some. I'm not here, looking. Guys. Boom, tits. Garbage. Great joke, Dick. <laughs> we'll call you right back. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I hate that bit so much.